Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRER. I'm Bobby Howe. And I'm Alex Gehrig. We're having a hard time getting going this morning, aren't we? We are. I mean, first it took three whole minutes for you guys to let me into the room because you guys were talking about puppies. And now we've had to start over. Yep. But that's not my fault that we had to start over. It's because you were all being a a weirdo, a goofy goober, but it's okay. We'll let you be a goofy goober. Whatever. Bobby, how are you today? Tired, but I'm here. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, you know what? I'm good today. I'm good good today. Were you not good yesterday? Well, actually, yesterday was a really... Speaking of yesterday... Yesterday was a very intense day in the United States of America. Yeah, so Um, for the record, we are recording this on January 7th. I know you're not hearing this till the 27th, three weeks later. However... It was a little intense day in the United States yesterday, wasn't it? January sixth, the certification of the it election. Was. Yeah, that was a, that was an intense an intense situation. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would I would say that uh, today has to be a better day. Yeah, but it's it's also um, December thirty seventh, twenty twenty. So um, I'm not sure uh, if if we're through the you know out of the woods yet on the 2020 mishaps. Well, I mean, but the meme game is already, you know, really strong. You know, there's the one was a, well, it was a solid five days. Here's to 2022, you know, like (laughs) Like that one. Yeah. Oh, the meme game was really strong last (laughs) night. Um, Yeah. Yeah. On uh, all kidding aside, uh, kind of a scary time for, for, for all of us. Uh, I had people that were, um, wanting to turn on the TV in the office, and I said, "No, we're not. We're not doing that. We're right. not doing that. You can you can watch it on your own device. I'm not gonna be putting it on in the in the office." We had people yeah. that decided they needed to leave the office to 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 watch it, and I completely understand. It was a historical moment, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I also I don't know about you, Bobby. But we had multiple cancellations come in yesterday. Really? We had multiple cancellations come in yesterday. I, I think you, when you got something like that going on yeah. as, as a nation, mm-hmm. the last thing somebody wants to be confronted with is a change in their circumstances. And I think yeah. that we had people totally freak out because of everything that was happening in the world. They were faced with one new thing and they decided that, oh, we're done. We should just not so, do business on days like yesterday. That's that's what I think. That's what well, I think. But what that tells me is they weren't actually serious about whatever they thought their goals were. If they're allowing oh, that oh. one thing to say, ah, I'm not going to sell my house now, they weren't ever actually serious about selling their house to begin with. You know? I'm with and you on that. It was, it was more on the buy side than the sell side. Oh, buyer cancellations? Like, yeah. we're just not buying now? Yeah. I'm I'm not saying it has anything to do with it, but I do think that negative energy has everything to do with negotiation. And I think that it has everything to do with the way that people react to certain situations. Don't you think that? Oh yeah. I I mean, if if I'm watching a bunch of negative, if I'm, if I'm digesting negative media, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to react differently uh, than if I'm digesting positive media. And I don't know that it does matter how serious you are about the home in, in an instance that, is so extreme so when you feel like there's complete chaos going on in the world and you have no control over anything me choosing to buy or sell real estate is something i do have control over so for some people it's a way to exert 
control other circumstances or where we are in the world right now, even if it doesn't line up with their actual sure. goals and what they need to do. For some people, it's a sense of control. That's so, right. Um, so I'm doing uh, dry January and I'm in, you know, a whole bunch of groups, you know, talking about it and doing it. And, you know, just seeing the trigger point for people, you know, and even there were people like excusing it away. Like, you know, if you don't want to get to, today's an okay day to break that. And I, you know, for those of us that no. didn't, it was very empowering to go, I don't need that to deal with this because I could be in control of this or that. And I don't have to let extenuating circumstances determine my outcome, you know, that's right. You know, and, and I'm probably in a lot better place to be doing this than some people, quite frankly, you know, um, and I don't mean that in a judgmental way, but that I'm not so ingrained. You didn't have an alcohol problem before. Right. Right. Yeah. But you don't suffer from alcoholism. No, but my mom did. So it's in my family. It's something. And in 2020, I'll be honest, I drank more than I wanted to. And so it was like, you know, I allowed it to be a thing of like, well, and it just became a little easier, a little easier instead of just on a Friday night, maybe there's a Saturday night, maybe there's a Sunday afternoon. And it just became more than I wanted to. It wasn't a problem, but it came for me personally was something that I was like, you know what? I, I want to do something different. And it started with finding, seeing someone talk about this app. It's actually a UK based app. It's called try dry. And it's kind of a thing where you, every day you, you, it, it prompts you to say, did you stay dry or did you drink today? And you get badges. And on the days you stay dry, there's confetti that goes, congratulations. And it tracks how many days. And there's this movement of people that are um, looking to stay dry 300 days this year and have 65 drinking days. Um, and it, this, and it's, it's kind of a cool little movement of people that are like, look, I can choose the days that I do this. And it's, it works out to like one day a week and then like 13 holidays or something like that, you know? And it's, it's kind of a cool little thing to be like, these are the things I can be in control of. I think I agree. I, I, and yeah. I think that I, I, I think that that's, that's got to be the focus for the year uh, in my mm-hmm. mind. I mean, I think we were so focused yeah. in 2020 on things that we absolutely couldn't control. I mean, that's, right. that's the deal. I mean, it, it, we yeah. didn't have a choice. Um, right. And we felt like we didn't have a choice. Right. And now that we've gotten kind of, oh, let's be real. For, for six months here, maybe not that long, I hope not that long, but probably for six months at least, we are going to be reliving this new normal yeah. that we mm-hmm. uh, uh, kind of had to adapt to in 2020. And right. as, I mean, it's time now to figure out how to uh, leverage that and to find the things that we can control in this time and figure out a way that, and I've been saying for a long time, we've got to figure out a way to come out of this way better than we were before because we can right. experience growth. Uh, and, and the only way that you're going to experience growth is if you're taking this opportunity and taking these circumstances and finding time to make change. And yep. we can all do that. We can all yeah. do that. What's funny is both my book bits, we're going to do two, we're doing two episodes today, both my book bits talk about some change and being in control of your circumstances and things like that. So you actually, my friend, are just like right on where we need to go. But that's, it's going to be an interesting year. This is going to be a year of redemption, I think. And it's going to be difficult. And it's not going to be just everything's sunshine and roses. There's going to be a lot of hard work put in to get us back not to our normal because there will, we will never have no, what we knew as our normal, but we will have, I don't want to say new normal, 
but we'll have a new thing we become used to, but it's going to take sure. some time to get there because where we are right now today is not a place I don't think any of us want to stay in. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. I don't think that it's sustainable to feel like our neighbor is against us. Right. I don't feel like it's sustainable to not have conversations with people and figure out where our differences really lie. I don't think that it's sustainable. Any, anything that we, especially regarding politics right now, the, our mindset is not sustainable as a nation. Um, and I mean, it's a, I know that uh, mental health is something that's extremely close to you. I know it's extremely close to me. It's extremely important for a lot of people. Uh, I know right. multiple people in the in the last weeks that have lost loved loved ones to to suicide, um, yep. and I I I have to believe that that a huge portion of that comes from our unwillingness to um, to really connect with people right now. Um, mm -hmm. I, it's harder to connect with people, but I, I think that I, I think that we're really having a hard time. Uh, reaching out to people and letting them know that we care about them and and love them, and I think that people uh, feel isolated. Um, well, and even well, it, it, it just within our own families. Like yeah. I watched yesterday on Facebook, a mother and a daughter fighting over what was happening. Right, and you know, and just totally polar opposites. But a mother and daughter, and it just was like. These are not supposed to be the people that we, and basically the conversation ended with fine. If you don't see my side, then screw you right. sort of thing. And it's like, that's a, we shouldn't be treating anybody in our lives that way. There are always going to be people that are toxic and push buttons. Sure. And those are not people that we need in our lives. But just to say that anybody that doesn't agree with what I'm saying today, just unfriend me, screw you. I don't need yeah. to see your thoughts. That's taking it a little bit too far. It's way we all too need far. A willingness we needed a willingness to at least see where the other side is coming from. Not necessarily to agree with what they're saying, but to take the time, you know, communication, it's always about seeking first to understand. That's right. Alex, I may not agree with a oh, damn word you're saying, but at least I'm going to try to understand the circumstances that have happened in your life that have led you to believe the things that you're believing today. Because quite frankly, usually the truth is somewhere in between the two sides. Sure. Well, I feel very lucky um, and privileged that we live in uh, the Kansas City metro area. Um, yep. I really do. I, I feel like yeah. um, I feel like in the Midwest we have a greater likelihood of being able to come together because I think that as as flawed as it sometimes is, our uh, the, our mindset as Midwesterners mm -hmm. primes us to to be able to talk to people that we disagree with because we're not really excited about uh, confrontation when we're face to face. And I think mm -hmm. that we're, uh, we're okay with having those conversations. I know that I certainly have accepted the fact that I've got people that I love very, very much that think a little bit differently than I do, but I understand right. that we all really have the same goals. We all really have the yeah. same, the same desires. Um, we have mm -hmm. the, the, we want to feel good. That's right. all that all of us really want. That's all that anybody yeah. really wants. And, yeah. uh, and I think that we've kind of lost track of how to get to that point. But I think that here we've got an opportunity to, to really come together. And, um, and I don't know that that's the case everywhere in the country. I don't know. Right. How awful does that sound? No. 
Look at that Midwestern that. So pride this- of mine showing through. No, actually, and this is not the exact same conversation, but it is a conversation that I had with a friend just about an hour ago. She recently moved from um, Southern California to Austin, Texas, and she's talking in the difference of ways that people treat COVID. So sure. having come from California, where lockdown, masks, we don't go anywhere, we don't do anything, to Austin, Texas, where they're a free-loving everybody. She goes, you know, I, I have people coming in my house and they're refusing to wear masks. She goes, even one guy wanted to shake my hand. And to me, I'm like, okay, but... For her, for California, the fact that someone wanted to shake her hand was like, and so we all had this conversation of the experience that we're having during COVID, those of us in the middle of the country or the interior of the country, we're having a vastly different experience than those that live on the coast. Those that live on East Coast or West Coast are having vastly different experiences. And then we're all trying to come together to say what the experience was. There was no one the experience. We're all doing different things. You know, the uh, Missouri Realtors, they're getting ready to have a hybrid conference in St. Louis and to actually it'll have just happened by the time this podcast comes out. And those that do not feel comfortable attending can stay at home and watch virtually. And those that do feel comfortable attending will go to this three-day conference in a hotel in St. Louis. And there'll probably be at least a hundred people there, maybe 150. I don't know what the actual numbers are. And that's going to be safety protocols in place there will be spacing done appropriately but people are horrified of the idea of people getting together like this um me i'm riding the fence and that i think i would feel comfortable and that i would be able to keep my space from other people so that i would be safe but i also think the perception of 100 to 150 realtors getting together right now in a hotel for three days I think the perception's really, really bad. And so I'm in a really awkward spot with this in that where my own personal comfort level versus what the perception is. And yeah, I um, get that. I yeah, completely it's, get that. It's you, tough. That's uh, that 100% resonates with me. Um, you know, and I've got, I've got the added and you and I've talked about this. I've got multiple people um, on both sides of my family that uh, are health risks, like major yeah. health risks. Um, and uh, it's not to me. I, I, as much as I hate virtual stuff, it's awful for me. It's really hard for me to focus. Um, it's it, to me, it feels really hard to feel like I'm actually involved in getting anything done. Um, to to me, it's still worth it to to make sure that I can still see those people because I wouldn't feel comfortable uh, going over yeah. to my parents' house or going to my well, in-laws' house um, otherwise. My, my, my father-in-law just got out of the hospital after 19 days with COVID. His, he cannot be around anyone for any significant amount of time right now because his lungs are so drunk, because his immune system is so drunk from what this did to him as a 70 plus year old man. Right. He can't be around anyone. And then just even knowing my own dad and stepmom and their health, like I wouldn't want to risk, you know, bringing something back to someone. But there's also this level of judgment and I've said this to several people and they tell me I'm wrong, but I, I see it. I see it in the text that are being, or the post out on social media. There's a level of judgment for those that choose not to attend in person. For those that say, this isn't the right time for me or my family and that I want to do this. There's a level of judgment of like, oh, you don't think we can do this safely? And it's, right. that bothers me that there's political implications from wanting to keep your family safe. And for me, even if I went and I got 
you know, didn't get COVID, but I got some other like bad cold. And then I gave it to my father-in-law who's immune system shot. That could hurt him even though it's not COVID. Right. It's just, it's a, it's a tough place to be in. There's no right or there's no wrong. And that's why I get frustrated with the judgment of whatever you decide to do. That's what you decide to do. That's right. We can't be judging people because that's what's right for them. Yep. As long as you're not not intentionally putting somebody (laughs) in harm's way, it's pretty hard to, to pass, to pass judgment. So yeah. I, I can and there's it's, it's it's people being called sheep both ways. People that are being called sheep that just go back to everything and no mask right. and all that. Well, you're just sheep because you don't think it's there, or, or you're going to stay in your house. You're a sheep because you're scared. And it's we can't all be sheep. <laughs> My favorite hot take right now is that you're a sheep if you uh, want to find common ground with somebody that you disagree with. Yes. That, yeah. That, we should just keep arguing. It's fine. How, how sad is that? That that's controversial. No. Am I, I like, that's crazy. Hey, Bobby. Yeah. Hey, we need to get moved on, don't we? Yeah, we, we really do. You know, I, I, it, was a, it was an important day yesterday. I'm glad we had a conversation. Yeah. But you, you know what we've got going on? So as you know, COVID is still affecting our economy. We've been talking about just even the, the small ways COVID is still affecting us. And people are struggling to remain in their homes. So in an effort to give back, we're going to be donating $1 to Habitat for Humanity of Kansas City, for every rating we get on our Apple podcast through the end of April. So essentially all you have to do to donate to Habitat of Kansas City is to just tap that star rating. We're going to hope you give us five stars, but you don't have to. I hope you love us though, because you're listening to us. These ratings help us out on the platform and Habitat KC is doing such amazing work for our community that it's a win-win. I think I'm going to go rate us. Go rate us. Yeah, okay. Sure. Let's donate and give ourselves a dollar. Okay, if we rate us? I think so. Yeah. It's a dollar. It's for how it's for a good cause, Alex. I always felt awkward rating us before, but now because someone a charity gets money from it, it's a good thing. That's right. Mm -hmm. There we go. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, so gotta roll through my book bit real quick though. Does everybody know how to rate us? You just tap it right on the app, right there. Just tap it. Just tap it. Got it. Tap that star. Tap that star. (laughs) The fifth one. All right. The fifth one. Just tap that all the way. All five stars, not just one of the fifth. Hey. All right. Uh, Hey, what? Now Bobby's book bit? Yes, please. Oh, do, 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 do. Bobby's book bit. Casey. All right. I did it badly today. My book bit. I know. It's fine. So my book bit, I chose to do it for January because um, it's 12 rules for life. So one rule for each month. And this is actually a slightly controversial book by a slightly controversial author, Jordan B. Peterson. Um, Ryan and I have actually, he actually did a, a worldwide book tour uh, with this book. We saw him live at the Midland. We got to meet him afterwards, take some photographs with him. Um, and it's a stern story-based entertaining self-help manual, mostly wrote for young people. Like here's the Here's the way to live a full life, but anybody can learn from this. Um, what I think is interesting is, you know, for a lot of authors, hitting one million copies sold is like a lifetime goal. He did this within four months on this book. Um, he has a well-listened-to podcast, and he's up to getting $60,000 a month through donations through uh, Patreon. So I'm thinking we need to monetize our podcast so we make $60,000 a month for our podcast. We'll take some lessons from Jordan. <laughs> I don't think the Casey Rars will go for that, but it's fine. Um, anyways, so there were three life lessons. Oh, I got my, sorry, I forgot my quote. It's all very well to think the meaning of life is happiness, but what happens when you're unhappiness, unhappy? Happiness is a great side effect. When it comes, accept it gratefully, 
but it's fleeting and unpredictable. We can't choose to believe that all life's always going to be happiness. Yesterday happens and there's no happiness with that. How do we choose to accept the happiness when it finds? So lesson one, sweep in front of your own door before pointing out that the street is dirty. Take care of yourself before you start blaming others of everything that happens. Life isn't fair and we all learn that one way or the other. But no matter how unfair life gets, you should never blame the world. There's always someone who suffered worse than you. These are people that get into victim mentality. We saw a lot of that even just yesterday of blaming everybody else for what had happened as opposed to just taking a look at ourselves and how we got to this point. That's right. Lesson number two, treat yourself like a child that you have to care for. Um, He talks about in the book about, have you ever gotten a prescription from a doctor and thought, nah, I don't need that. I never have, but apparently about one third of people do it regularly. And it's a subversive form of self-punishment. People tend to take better care of others than they tend to take care of themselves. And I do see a lot of that happening. Um, He suggests that it's a consequence of our inability to deal with the insanity of life described above and that we feel like we deserve punishment as people. We've talked pain versus pleasure before and that people will run away from pain more than run towards pleasure because we don't feel like we deserve it. Um, Do what is best for you, even though it won't always make you happy. And I think that's a really important life lesson for people to do. Sometimes working out is that thing that's best for us, but it may not make us happy in the moment. Um, Lesson three, aim to do what is meaningful, but not convenient. Choose meaning by making a sacrifice rather than temporary, temporary happiness by choosing pleasure. And for me, an example of that is going through dry January is that I'm making not really a sacrifice, but in a way it is making a sacrifice versus a temporary pleasure of something that would be convenient to take the edge off of what happened yesterday, for instance, or something else. Um, Sacrifice is never really about giving up rewards. It's about deferring them until you can get something even better. It makes for great willpower training. So that's 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson. It's a great book. It's a great audio book too. It is. So, nice. and Jordan, I like Jordan. I like his podcast, so he can be controversial, but he's got some good messages out there. A controversy is not a bad thing. Controversy makes no. you think. Exactly. It does. Um, hey, Alex, who's our guest today? Our we guest, have a guest today to talk. is Tony Conant. And who is, who is our 2021 president, president of KCRAR. Yes. So, so just so you know, I woke up on January 1 and I was like, I'm not president anymore. Yay. It's all Tony's now. He has very athletic shoes to fill. He does have athletic shoes to fill. That is, that is an accurate statement. That's a, all right, let's go bring Tony in. He's probably hanging out in the waiting room for three minutes. Hey, Bobby. Uh, hey, I know Alex. that this is, uh, is going to be a surprise to you. Um, but this year's recharge event is going to be virtual. Does that blow your mind? Craziness. Look, here's the deal. We have an incredible lineup of speakers in store. That's right. So mark your calendars for March 25th for a virtual event filled with exceptional speakers giving you bite-sized presentations. We've got Lee Brown, Elizabeth Mendenhall, Mara Neal, and our very own Bobby Howe. Wait, And what? more. Oh, and more. Although, why even... would we, uh, sorry, why would we need more? 
I don't know, because that, I mean, that's that's pretty full right there. This is, wow, this is spoiler alert. I found out I was speaking at it. No, just kidding. I already knew I was. So, of course, we will miss being able to get together in person, but going virtual for Recharge has its perks. This event is going to be completely free for our members to attend. So, the registration is going to open up in February. We hope to see you at Recharge on March 25th. All right, we are back. Kansas City Real Talk brought to you by KCRR. We are here with your new KCRR president, Tony Conant. Welcome to the show, Tony. How are you today? Doing wonderful, man. Doing wonderful. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I, I can't tell you how excited I was about it. It's such a pleasant experience the last time I was on. I was uh, looking forward to it. So thanks for having me. I'm excited. Well, to just see so you know, you. we always invite the president. Shut up, Alex. We always invite the president on. It's nothing special. Yeah, no, I know. I, 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 before I get too flattered, I know it's just kind of, you know, required, but, but it's We're all good. All I, I, I was still you. excited to see the invite, so. <laughs> I was just telling them when I woke up January 1st and I realized I was no longer president, I was pretty excited. So, you know, it's yours now. You can have it. Thanks. All year. Thanks. I appreciate sure. it. Yeah. All right. So I, I was wondering, I was Alex- wondering how that happened. So b- between yeah. you and I, okay, and then this is, this is going to show up, maybe I shouldn't say this, it's going to show off some of my inexperience of boards at this level anyway. I, was, I had this conversation with my broker. I said, okay, so we had the installation. I was like, but Bobby's still president, right? Like until January. It's like right now with the election, right? You know, I mean, that's not super confusing, terrible example. I shouldn't bring that up, but anyway. We just spent the last 30 minutes talking about it. You're fine. That's all we talked about okay. the whole time. We talked about yesterday. Right Imagine. All right. right. Tony, I've got right. a game. I've got a game. Okay, and, cool. And, and part Good of deal. this is because in your installation speech, you talked a lot about inspirational music. Yeah, absolutely. Music that's very inspiring to you. And I thought that it was, it would be a fun thing to read some inspirational mm. lyrics fun. and see who between you and Bobby can guess the song faster. For the record, this is not even a contest. I fully expect um, our friend Tony to get every single one because I am horrible at naming songs. I can sing lyrics. I can hum tunes. I will suck at telling you the name and or artist. So I, I think I, you can, I, you don't have to, you, you just, just try Bobby. I know you can do it. No, I know I you can try. do no. it. And if you, if you try. can't, maybe these first lyrics will inspire you to, to get the second one right. Okay. Ooh, I see what you did there. Nice. You see that? You see that? I'm trying to be inspirational. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here's yeah, here's song number one. Are we ready? Do we? Are hey, we ready? Question. Okay. Hey, question. Okay. Do we like? There's no buzzer for us to hit, and on the podcast we can't talk over each other because Amber will kick our booties later. So how do we signify that we want to answer? You're gonna say bazinga. That's gonna be your buzzer. <laughs> Okay, you ready? Here we go. Everybody understand the rules. I think so. Stop laughing, Bobby. You're going to miss your opportunity to get get the answer correct. I'm too worried about Bazinga. Here we go. Make sure you get it right. Here we go. Song number one. I'm stronger than I've been before. This is the part where I break free. I'm sorry. I got the word wrong. Bazinga? Oh, my goodness. uh, Is it Kelly Clarkson, Break Free? It is not Kelly Clarkson, but... Break Free is the name of the song, so we'll give you half of a point. Bobby. You didn't need to name the artist. That wasn't a part of the rules. It was naming the song, oh. so technically okay, fine. you got we'll the give you, point. We, so, so Tony. I Tony, have no idea. 
Tony, if you wouldn't have just said the Kelly Clarkson thing, you would have gotten the full point, but you tried to You're get extra credit point. and it, and it, it didn't, it didn't do well for you. So all right, we'll uh, give you a pass because you got the song right. But, but Bobby, do you have a guess on who the artist might be? I still don't even know what the song is. He said break free and I don't know any of those lyrics. I do not know the song. It's by Ariana Grande featuring oh. Zed. Hmm. Man, okay. It's okay, Bobby. I can remember one other episode where you didn't know some Ariana Grande lyrics that I referenced. So I'm not going to go back into that. All right, here we go. That's, that's one I, for I probably our uh, it on radio, listeners. But... Song number two. Are you ready? Here we go. Mm. Amber remembered. She was cracking up. Here we go. If you wake up and don't want to smile, if it takes just a little while, open your eyes and look at the day. You'll see things in a different way. Uh, Bazinga. Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Don't stop. That's right. Tony nailed it. Don't stop by Fleetwood Mac. Bobby, Maybe I could see the way that Alex you is reading the lyrics. I, could you I could read, see you had you it read? too, but you couldn't get the Bazinga out. You no, I didn't so have close, it. Not at all. Just couldn't. I saw you were, it was on the could tip you, of your tongue. Could you read the lyrics to the tune of the song? No. No, yeah, I was going to say that's part of it, right? I mean, come on. No, no, it's all about the lyrics how, because okay. it's the lyrics how that are inspiring have? for you guys. I mean, that's what we're talking about are the lyrics here. Here we right, go. I understand that. How many of these do we have? Many, many. Okay. Here we go. No more than five. Here we five. go. Okay. Song, song number three. You held me down, but I got up already brushing off the dust. I know this. I know this. I don't. Nope. It's stronger. Bazinga. Sorry. Stronger. Yeah. Bazinga. No, not stronger. But who? Who did you think the first song was by? No, it's Kelly Clarkson. I know. I know. I know. Oh, you guys, all right. Uh, it's Taylor Swift, isn't it? No. No? No. That's, That's not a K. by Katy Perry. K. Oh. I even tried Fireworks. to sing a little bit of it for you. I gave you the tune, and y'all didn't get it. All right, here we go. I'm big Katy I had a guess of, K I had a guess of Firework once you said Katy Perry. Zoom. Here we go. You ready? No one got that one? Aren't you going to tell us? It was Roar by Katy Perry. Oh, I was close. I had a one-word title by Katy Perry. Impressive. <laughs> Zero points assigned. This is going to get to be like, uh, what was it? Uh, who, whose line is it anyway, right? You're just assigning random points. I would do better with that. Seriously. This is the test. No struggle, no progress. Lend a hand to help your brother do his best. I feel like I actually kind of know this one, but I don't. But I do. Like, this is the first lyrics you've read that I'm like, hmm, I've heard those in a song before. Also, I'm really bad with the lyrics. I like to make the fake lyrics. They're funny. I feel like it's an R and B genre, right? Am I like, yeah, yeah, okay. R and B genre. You're right. You got that. You got that. Um, let me think of another hint. Uh, oh, the singer is a sister. Of this is Janet. No, no, no. This is Janet for the record, everyone. But okay, I don't Bobby know which got, song. I'm Bobby oh, knows uh, Bazinga, it's Janet. Uh, Rhythm Nation. Rhythm Nation. Good job. You know what? Thank We're going to give half of a point to Bobby on that because I feel like she gave you an assist there. She did. Right, she did. Tony, you are still well well ahead of Bobby. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. You, know, you don't need 
Yeah. Yeah, we've got to give give props where props are due. Now, I'm okay to co-broke that one with her. I'm okay to co-broke that one with her. This is this is the fifth song. This is the fifth song, and and the last song, and it is worth the most points. Okay. Okay. So I can come back. So you you can come back. You can make this happen. This song is worth five points. Oh wow! Hold the game right here. What what were the other ones worth? One. One. Or okay. a half. Okay. So basically, none of the other ones mattered, Tony, is what I'm telling you. I mean, when you really break it down, none of the others just, mattered. Just confirming. Just confirming. Yeah. No, nothing else mattered other than this song. All right. Nothing else matters. Um, no. It's Metallica. Gosh. Nice one. Impressive. I got body. that one. Wow. And that's not the song. Here we go. <laughs> Come now. Come dry your eyes. You know you a star. You can touch the sky. Uh, uh, you, you don't uh, want the artist, do you? Uh, uh-huh. I do my hair toss. Touch I, I, the sky. It's Lizzo. Baby. I, no. How are you feeling? Hella good. No. <laughs> it's it's because I don't have the beat. That's why. This I, I know. I, I'm sure I look and sound silly. Like everybody listening right now is like, you idiots. Uh, and I Tony, said, test the sky. I meant check me. my nails. Check my nails is what I meant. I hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling. It's the Grubhub song. Feeling Fine as good hell. as. Oh, good as hell. Oh, my gosh. All right. Not on my so game. So, guys, day, here's, here's the deal. I got those points, so I won the game. Fine. Congratulations, Alex. Thank Great you very game. much. Uh, I appreciate it. What's the actual title? Good as hell by Lizzo. Good as hell, yeah. I said Lizzo and good as hell like two minutes ago. No, you said hella good. Oh, well, I meant good hella as hell. Hella good. That yeah, is a different that's, song. That's no doubt. That's, that's exactly like that. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's, Whatever. I said Lizzo like funny. really early say, on. That Gwen Stefani has had a, a, a really impressive resurgence here recently. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. I, and I, I know a lot of it has to do with her and her and Blake, but I mean, she's good. I, uh, Gwen, she's Stefani, good. Gwen Stefani was making music uh, before I was born, and, <laughs> which is weird because she still looks like you're a baby. She's 25. But also, the thing is, is that she was my first crush. Aww. True story. True story. Gwen Stefani was my first crush. Aww. Second crush was Sarah Michelle Geller. I, I had a wow. time, you guys. That's yeah. just kind of the deal. And you married right. Sarah, so good for you. <laughs> Here we go. Tony, we want to know more about you. We want to, we oh, okay, want to cool, introduce. Uh, my, my first crush, celebrity crush, was probably <laughs> Katie Holmes. Uh, we've been re-watching Dawson's Creek here lately. Uh, mm-hmm. that, was, that was definitely mine. Uh, well, I'm impressed by that you Michelle figured Logan's out what our first question was going to be. Oh. It's fine. First celebrity crush. You're welcome. That was totally on the list. <laughs> you, you nailed it. Bobby, who was your first celebrity crush? Joey McIntyre from the New Kids on the Block. Oh. I'm that old. It's fine. Nice. No worries. What's that? Yeah, what's the new kids? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I know what the new kids are. Trust me. My, my wife, she's an she's a old kid on the block. That's not a thing. Hey, I shouldn't rude. say that. Sorry. You should not say that. No, yeah. Tony, sorry. always be can, can we edit that out? Is that? <laughs> nope. Too late. We're, we're cutting that out, and we're sending it directly to your wife later. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thing. I, I, I know she's an avid listener anyway, so, I mean, yeah. she will absolutely... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Tony, yeah. we want to hear about your journey into the real estate industry. What got you into this crazy business? 
you know, so honestly, for me, it was uh, a part of, I mean, I, I don't want to say uh, the path less traveled, but it was um, something that I had seen my parents had success at. Uh, as Bobby knows, I've shared this before. I'm a second generation realtor. Uh, I sometimes say a reluctant second generation realtor uh, mm -hmm. because my, my dad was a realtor. My mom, they were a team at one point in time. Um, and then uh, my mom actually split off and opened up a property management company uh, and ran that for several years. Uh, and then my dad and I partnered up uh, as soon as I graduated college, uh, worked with him for a while until I decided I was done with the real estate industry. I didn't care what happened. I was going to let my license go. Uh, moved to Colorado for about a year and a half. Uh, and then came right back and got right back into real estate. And the ironic thing was out in Colorado even did real estate. So <laughs> didn't really run away from it, did you? No, huh? I tried, but <laughs> yeah. no, no, I, I, we've I, all tried, Tony. We've all tried. Honestly, and here we are. I will tell you though, for me, the, the, the leaving it made me come appreciate to what I was coming back so much more. Right. Um, I, I honestly, once I started, and I hate to say like punching that clock. Right. But once I started doing that nine to five, I was like, man, all those things that I hated about real estate, just really aren't that bad. I mean, you know, whenever I'm done at two or three o'clock in the afternoon, I can leave. I don't have to sit here because that's right. the agreement between me and my employer, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and it honestly, it made me come back with, with that much fervor and love for the real estate industry, much like, much like the association work, honestly, that's yeah. really, you know, reinvigorated me as well. I just, I, I, it's funny now looking back at, you know, five, you know, 10 years ago, I, I used to just do real estate. It was just my job, you know? Right. Um, and now I, I really, I live, eat and breathe real estate and I love it and I couldn't be happier. And, and it's, it's funny looking at that because I mean, you're in your beginning. I mean, you know, you do a lot of those things, right? I'm doing some planning with my team. Uh, I'm looking at all those kind of things, what, what our goals are for the year and just kind of looking back too. And it's, it's funny. I, I just had that kind of epiphany there the other day. Like, man, if somebody would have told me that this is where I'd be in five or 10 years, you know, back then I'd be like, yeah, right. You know, I'm not you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, so Tony, what are some of your goals as president this year? Maybe just having an in-person meeting. Maybe that's your goal. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> what would man, you like to accomplish? This what do you want to see happen? Gosh, yeah, if we could get back to in-person meetings, that would be great. Um, I, I, I do one little goal, and I, I talked to Kip about this, and I started doing a little bit of the, the groundwork already. Uh, I, I, just, I, I think you guys know um, my dad uh, won the Good Neighbor Award, um, and that was a lot of what started my involvement, like at a national level, and getting more into the realtor trade as opposed to just you know it being my nine to five. Um, is seeing how great our industry can be, and these amazing people that work in it, and the amazing things that they do, um, was really what made me want to know more. Um, so to that extent, I, 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 I think that it, it is really kind of what awoke me to that, um, the, the doing good. So I think that that's why I come back to it a lot. Um, now, even with the state, I, I had the privilege this year, uh, my dad just had hip surgery, which isn't a great reason that I got to do this, but I had the privilege of uh, actually getting to ask the questions uh, that we'll see on the Good Neighbor video in January at the state meeting. Uh, which is awesome because man, these I just I can't describe amazing things that these people do. Um, and this year, it's it's a, one of our own members uh, was a winner too. So that getting to be you know not only president this year but getting to interview the winner, it just man the culmination of all of it. I don't have to tell you guys, I you know I got emotional there talking to him because it's just it's so cool. And that is that that's my why really. You know that's that's my reason for doing this and committing time and taking it away from my family. Um, so to answer your question, sorry, my, my, one of my goals this year, I would love it if we as KCRR could give away the Good Neighbor Award or the Good Neighbor Community Service Award or something like that. I know that sounds minor, uh, but I will tell you, I don't have a lot of big picture stuff this year just because I think I'd be a fool to come in here and say, we need to change everything about this association because 
we're doing great things right now. I think we need to stay in touch with the legislators that we already have great relationships with and just maintain what we're doing and, and guide the ship, obviously, by our strategic plan. I, uh, I mean, it's, sorry, that sounds simple, but I think really with the groundwork that's been laid already with this association, I don't think my job is going to be that tough this year unless we get another pandemic or something. I probably shouldn't say that famous yeah, last word. Yeah. You should. You really shouldn't say those things, Tony, because uh, I'll come back and bite no. you in the butt. You know, my big the goal Bobby last year. planned for the pandemic. She knew it was coming. I did. I planned for the pandemic. Oh, yeah, no, that's by, true. That's true. By saying I wanted to do more in-person, um, in-office meetings with our members, have more one-on-one conversations. So basically, I essentially planned the pandemic so that that couldn't happen. So I actually think what you've set out before you was something that's honestly, truly achievable, no matter what we're going through this year. And you know, we talked about earlier, Alex and I, before we brought you on here, this is more of a year of redemption. It's a more of a rebuilding year of seeing where we go. See, because obviously today, January, things aren't the same as they were January this time last year. So when do we start doing the in-person things again at all, if at all? And how do we follow that? And we just have to be able to just have, give ourselves grace and patience to understand that when the time is there, the time is there. Yeah. No, if I'm being honest, that was one of the things, and you know this, I've shared with you before that, that I hated about the installation. I, I was really like, literally, I, I knew for months that the first line of my speech was going to be about how excited I was to be in a room full of realtors again and how much I'd been looking forward to this. And, and yeah. it, it's still there. It'll be the first line of some speech coming soon, but, but right. you know. <laughs> because we will, it, it will happen. We just don't know what, when that is. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Well, Tony, so, is there, oh, go ahead, Bobby. No, go. No, cool. Tony, what else do we need to know about this coming year? I mean, well, what, what, what do we have coming down the pike? What are some events that you're excited about? What are, you know, or even if it's virtual, you know, what are, what are some of the things, like what's your favorite thing that we do as an association that you are looking forward to seeing through the perspective of the president? If, and pretend that it's going to happen in person. So let's just talk about if it were a regular year and things were happening in person. So like, I don't want to say, I don't want you to not, not say DC because well, DC may not happen. So let's pretend things were in person. What are some of your favorite events that you like to see through the perspective of the president? I like that question, Alex. That's a great question. This, this, this probably won't come as a surprise. I've already talked about how big my heart is. Uh, rock the block for sure. I'm really excited about that. Um, I, I'm really excited about the RPAC auction just because it's the day before my birthday this year. I, I, my birthday is May 7th and our RPAC auction is on the 6th. I hope we get to go back to Arrowhead this year. That would be amazing. Um, but, uh, the, the, definitely those items. And yes, like you say, some of the, some of the travel, I mean, honestly, I, I would love to get back to some of that. Um, I, I'd hate to even say T, T3 because I, I know that, 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 you know, that didn't happen last year, but I'm, I'm really excited about that. And we, we talked about something came up in the, the KAR orientation, their, um, leadership summit there. I was talking to Kip about a, uh, gathering of eagles. Um, which is this uh, like leadership, like kind of leadership summit of leadership summits, right? You've probably heard of it before, yeah. um, but, but he I've was been saying, invited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And that's kind of what he was saying. Very cool. on Getting us an invite or what I just honestly, like whenever I heard that, this is going to sound, I mean, maybe it won't sound silly to you guys because you're, you know, like some of your dreamers like me too, but it was just like, it was one of those things to where like your, like your hairs on the back of your neck start to stand up. It was like, Oh man, like this is, I feel like this is, I feel like called to go to this. I guess that's mm -hmm. the only way I can explain it. It's so. Well, it, it, it feels like this, something that like me, like little old me, you know, yeah. you know, cause we're both from small associations that in the last few years have merged and become a part of KCRER. These are opportunities that as a part of our small associations, these are opportunities that would have never come our way. 
And to think, you know, like little old me up here in St. Joe with our 250 agents or Warrensburg, you even have less agents out that way. And just to think these are opportunities that, that someone believes in us enough that to represent our 12,000 members, there's a lot of weight that comes with that to know that we get that opportunity to do that. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. But, but no, I, I'm absolutely with you coming from small town Warrensburg. I, I would, I would have, I would have never thought to dream of something like that. Let me, let me put it that yeah. way. Uh, that's, that's kind of yeah. the scope. Um, and honestly, I, that's, you know, the other thing we're talking big picture stuff, man. I was, I was thinking about that the other day, honestly, setting goals and, and, you know, I, I don't actively maintain a vision board. I should, uh, but I, I just thinking about that from my perspective and, not only joining KCRAR, but obviously, you know, becoming president and whatnot, like you say, to that scale, um, I'm seeing dreams come true at a rate that, again, I'm having to dream bigger <laughs> and quickly. So, I mean, that's yeah. a great problem to have. But, but for Dreams sure. coming true of things you didn't even know you could dream about. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's really cool. And a lot of it, thanks to our association, really, it's, it's uh, yeah. no small part, for sure. Yeah. We and that's the thing is I think sometimes gets lost is that people don't realize in the scope of local associations, we honestly have one of the best local associations in the entire country. We are well respected everywhere we go and we push and do a lot of things that other associations wish they could do. And it's, it's really amazing to be able to be a part of such an, uh, you know, an organization that does that. Um, Tony, as you think about leading our board of directors this year, what have, what do you think about that? How's that going to go? How are your meetings going to go this year? Yeah, you got your gavel. I need to put mine away because mine's still right there. I've been, um, I've been practicing. I, I think this cup holder will make a good gavel sound. Do you want to hear it? Is it? Yeah, let's go for it. Let's practice. <laughs> I'm good. Are you brushed up on your Robert's rules? That's what I need to know. I have been, honestly. Uh, not, not, only, not only the, the main points, them. you know, that, that we'll probably use, but kind of some of the finer points, you know. Uh, Tony, are you of, a parliamentarian? What's that? Are you a parliamentarian? And we just didn't know it. I can't claim to be a parliamentarian. <laughs> I, I do admire Robert's rules of order. I'll probably mess it up more than once though. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So, <laughs> but no, I, yeah. I do admire it. And honestly, I, I am, you know, I, a really good friend of mine described me as, as a student of life once. And I would say mm -hmm. that's probably the best description of myself that I've ever heard because I, I love knowledge. I, I, I seek out it, seek it out anytime. I, I'm thoroughly fulfilled by that. So honestly, just, uh, having that that different world to dive into because I, I've been president before. I've been president of organizations. I've led board meetings before. Uh, that's not new to me. The the scale uh, is quite a bit different here, obviously. Um, so generally, you know, where it's much more casual uh, where I'm at, you know, somebody would never call the question, <laughs> you know, at, at, at a board meeting in Warrensburg generally. <laughs> but so it's been that kind of stuff, more the the, the finer points, uh, you know, that, that I've been looking at, obviously, I, you know. I, I didn't realize actually that uh, I was looking up gavel rules there the other day just because I, I want to make sure I do it right right so I was I didn't realize that you can actually tap the gavel after every motion passes say, okay motion passes gavel tap you're looking for more opportunities to use that gavel <laughs> mm -hmm. that too that too that's what you're most looking forward to I can tell all of that stuff you said oh, before I, I just was, was a lie you're really just looking forward to the gavel <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's a part of it right? hey, we all got our thing man we all got our thing I'm so, really looking forward to that eagle statue too. I'm not even going to lie about that. That is like, man, that, that is something. And, and I, I will tell you this. Okay. This is so, so sorry. I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but this is a, on a personal note. I, I kind of had that taken away from me at one point in time, but, but whatever we merged there, I, I kind of had that eagle. I was already had a place for it on the shelf and everything. And then oh, was, but you didn't get it because of the merger. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I was incoming president whenever we merged. That's that's why I got the board seat and all that good stuff. So, but. sorry. Well, now now I, you get I'll it. share half of mine with you. No, it's I, I have the St. Joe and then I have the Kansas City. So I, I could share with you. I, I will tell you, I steal a joke from Nate Johnson. He, he made a joke about, I think it was maybe with Jeff Kester there whenever he got his about sleeping with his eagle whenever he first got it. I may do that for a night or two, but but I should be good okay. until I actually get it. But All right. It sounds painful. <laughs> They're kind of heavy too. Um, so we're coming to the end of our time. We want to be respectful of your time. Already? Um, wow. Okay. Wow, that flew be honest. I know. It's, time just flies over here. What uh, what's something we should have talked about with you today that we haven't talked about, or what's something you want to talk about? What's something we need to know about Tony? Um, I don't know. Um, you want like mundane stuff, or like stuff that ever, like oh. nobody knows? You want something that nobody knows about me, or you want that like? I want whatever you I, want people to know about. Okay, I'd love to ride motorcycles. That may be something that, that not a lot of people know about me from our membership because I don't generally ride to, to events. Um, but I'd love to do that in my free time. Uh, a lot of my free time is divided between that and spending it with family. Um, actually, I live uh, just across the field from my parents. I mean, I can literally like step out my back porch and see their house. Um, so, so family has always been very important to me. Um, but, uh, you know, outside of that, uh, I, I want people to know that I'm, I'm going to do the best job I can to, uh, to not disappoint anybody this year. As you kind of alluded to earlier, a lot of people put a lot of faith in you in this role. And I'm absolutely mm -hmm. going to do my best to uh, not disappoint anyone. Awesome. I don't think you would ever disappoint anyone. I know you won't. If you tried. Yep. There's not that. Thank All right. Tony. Thank you so much for your time with us here today, Tony. It was amazing having you as a guest. We look forward to all the amazing things you're going to do in 2021 as KCRER president. So thank you for your time today. Hey, thank you guys. Uh, have me back anytime, really. This is a blast, man. Love doing it. Thanks, Tony. Awesome. Thanks.